Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with filmmaker and musician Rick Alverson and we have a delightful chat. And uh, you're going to hear uh, a, a lovely human being talking about some lovely records. Uh, and I'll be, I'll be there as well, just nattering away in the background. Before we get on to today's episode with Rick, I'd like to do a little, little thank you. So those thank yous I'm going to put out to Scroobius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. There's a new podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It's called Tell Me About It. It's hosted by uh, Scroobius Pip uh, and me. So uh, if you can suffer any more of my Essex lispy twang, then uh, there's a little series of podcasts uh, over on the Distraction Pieces Network called Tell Me About It, which I'd, I'd recommend. Um, really, really proud of what we've done with that. So um, go check it out. Um, I'd like to thank 76 for producing this episode. And obviously, the big love and thanks go to you lot for continuing to support Off The Beaten Track. It's uh, it's well over 400 episodes in there and, and still just having a wonderful time talking to amazing creative people um, about the things that I love, which is, I guess, creative journeys and songs. And, uh, and you're going to get a lot of that today. Um, if it's your first time listening, hello um, and welcome. And uh, I'll tell you what, when you get to the end of today's episode, you should go and explore the back catalogue because I've been doing it for years. There's like, like I say, over 400 episodes with superstar rock and rollers and indie starlets and actors, comedians, and there's all sorts. Um, anyway, let's get on with today's episode because that's why you're here. Please enjoy Off the Beat and Track podcast with Rick Alverson. Sorry, ladies and gents, I've just got to jump in quickly and tell you that this podcast is proud to be in partnership with Hotel Chocolat. That's right. Hotel Chocolat, those people that make all the delicious chocolatey stuff, right? They have been my partner now for close to two years, and I can't thank them enough. Um, and one way that I can kind of help them is by telling all you lot about what they're up to. You know all about the chocolate stuff because you, you go and get your chocolates from there, but some of you like a little tipple of booze, right? So if you do, you need to check out their velvetized cream range. So what they've done is they've got loads of all your favorite spirits and then they've added their lovely chocolatey magic-y stuff to it. 
So you can get like, uh, my favourite's the mint chocolate one. Go check out their mint chocolate velvetized cream because it is delicious. The salted caramel one will blow your socks off as well. There's loads. You need to go and check out uh, the alcohol range that um, Hotel Chocolat do. And I'm proud to tell you that this podcast is in partnership with Hotel Chocolat. Go check them out. But right now, get back to the podcast. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Okay, we are recording, Rick. How are you? I'm all right. Good, 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 good. Um, Rick, before I get on to your, your playlist, I just want to ask you to cast your mind back to that bonkers um, 18 months of lockdown and the world slamming the brakes on for a little bit. And I just want to ask you how you found that both personally and creatively. Uh, well, I mean, you know, initially that spring, it was this sort of uh, very blissful uh, dislocation. Uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was terrible, but it was kind of like, and I had, I had talked to some friends and, you know, folks, kind of there was this bizarre sort of conflicted headspace early on because it seemed sort of unreal but it also felt like oh here's this thing one of these global events that is sort of fractures the the grind in such a way that is that we've always been expecting you know and uh you know there were a lot of walks in the park and you know this sort of thing and uh you know uh, just just the, the the sense of being sort of torn out of the absurdity of the grind, you know, and then very quickly uh, things just went haywire for me personally. I mean, my dad died uh, in April, which was right there at the beginning of the pandemic as it was really starting to, to get bad here in the States. And, uh, and then uh, uh, my mom died at the end of uh, 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 at the end of the, the pandemic, just right essentially when the, the vaccine came on. So for me, it was really bracketed like, you know, in that way for me and, and Emily, my partner and bandmate, um, we, we sort of were having this very personal, uh, you know, these personal apocalypses amid the yeah. global kind of troubles. Um, and our dog died three days before my mom. So that was oh, another kick, in, hell, kick in the pants. He's a, <laughs> That's a heavy time, man. Yeah. Jeez. But. Okay. Um, should we talk music? Sure. Let's talk music. <laughs> the great, the great salve. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me the song that you think's got the greatest ever intro, please, Rick. Okay. Well, I I have to caveat this with that I don't uh, know that I think that this is the greatest song with an intro, but this is the one that I ended up with. <laughs> Uh, because I just, you know, I can't answer anything straight and I'm just a really problematic, obstinate person. So, uh, for some reason, you know, uh, um, uh, the, the, the instrumental introduction seemed to be just the way that every, just the, the, you know, the, the trod space of this kind of question here. So I ended up with, I want you by Elvis Costello, which has a, uh, you know, a, a, a vocal intro that sets up the song. And, 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 and in my mind, the only reason the song has any merit is because of this, this sort of uh, deceptively uh, gentle and misleading 
uh, introduction. Yeah. That little kind of softly spoken, oh, my baby, is so yeah, yeah. lush. Yeah. And the, yeah. just that bang, guitar twang is so yeah. good. And then it just crawls all over you, that record, like, and just gets really fucking intense doesn't it it's uh it's quite a terrifying record i think yeah yeah and i think that that song is terrifying i mean it does something that i think that our uh uh you know uh uh every breath you take tried to do <laughs> yeah but it does it in an, a, a, a much more visceral direct way uh i mean the 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 vacillation uh and and double meanings of of uh you know possession and desire and this sort of thing is kind of uh yeah you're you're in it yeah have you have you seen the film i want you uh i don't think i have it's uh it's a michael winterbottom film and uh and that scene um is is, is used during a a pretty erotic scene uh and it's a wonderful wonderful film and it was that's where i discovered that record in i think it was maybe mid 90s oh. that come out but it's a great film as well man okay who's in it uh oh god what is the actress's name she's not that i've seen it but she was in the mummy um really famous english actress uh oh not kate beckinsale no uh oh god uh, what is her name the mummy she's in what is the mummy <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and is, is it Michael Fassbender's in it? No, maybe not. It is. I'm going to have to Google. It's going to drive me mad. Uh, the actress's name. She's in uh, the Hugh Grant movie. The. Uh, oh, no. I love Hugh Grant. What's the Hugh Grant? Uh, I've just drawn an absolute. I don't know. I haven't seen any of his movies, but I, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> just a big fan of his Instagram. Uh, right, where are we? Uh, I want you movie. Uh, you should do a whole podcast where you're just Googling oh, things. Okay. And... It's going to just drive me mad. Rachel White's. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, you should do so. It's a, it's a yeah. cracker. Tell me what you love about that record. Uh, about, about Blood and Chocolate? Oh, you can talk about what the you... album, yeah. Oh, you're saying? Oh, you're talking about saying now? When you say record, you mean song, single track? Yeah, sorry. Single, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. See, uh, I just uh, like there's so few. I mean, I know that in the punk communities and stuff, kind of like in my, you know, twenties, there were a lot of forty five acquisitions. But uh, you know, I I sort of always grew up with with a record being a an, an LP, a yeah. full length. Yeah. You know, the idea of the singing, that's why your questions, I mean, they all just asked for these songs. What was the first song you ever yeah, bought at a record yeah. store? I was like, well, I, I just ended up giving you a, a, a record yeah. because, you know. Well, you the, can, the, I, I guess yeah. if you chose Blood and Chocolate, <laughs> yeah, I want you to the standout track on there, surely. Yeah, yeah. I should say my phone died, so when you ask me my next uh, song, I'm going to have to do it by memory. You might have to. Okay. Out. okay. But uh, uh, so what about that particular track? I think it's like I said, I think it's the misdirection. I mean, I have this sort of in general in my in my life and film work and like I am sort of uh, have this uh, real suspicion, skepticism and a little bit of disgust with narrative. 
uh, just clean narrative, uh, you know, narrative that distracts you from the, the formal yeah. elements of, of things. And uh, so, I mean, a lot of music for me, it just is, uh, it's just an, an, an impression, you know, um, but, uh, but uh, you know, like, like we were saying, I mean, there's uh, just the, the dual meanings, the, the way that, the, the, that these sort of, these meanings are deceptive in, in this sort of gentle, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the love sort of confession of the, of, of the intro and the breathlessness of it. And then the, uh, sort of relentless, uh, uh, you know, insistency of the, of the, uh, you know, opening of every, every line, uh, you know, so, and, uh, and the way that those things change, I mean, you know, that's why I love, uh, like, as far as it comes to movies, I mean, like really slow cinema and minimalist kind of stuff, because essentially all of the changes happen in the in the viewer, you know, and that happens uh, you know, in, in, in music, too, in a different way. But uh, uh, insofar as that, since it's not doing the work for you, since it's not actually you're you're, you're changing and, yeah. uh, and, and and it's staying static. And that's a really exhilarating feeling. Yeah. Um, so it has a bit of that. I'm going to ask you for track two to tell me, please, Rick, the first song that you remember buying that had an emotional impact on you, please. Okay. Yeah. Of course, this is another very difficult question as these all were. Uh, but, uh, uh, I, I, uh, that I, that I remember buying and that's not in the actual hearing. question. Sorry. Hearing. Oh yeah. Okay. That's a very different thing. Um, I think I gave you two. I gave you, uh, uh, by the time I get to Phoenix, uh, by Glenn Campbell, uh, the Jimmy Webb song. Mm. And, uh, I gave you, uh, Dear God by XTC. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, because, you know, I mean, it, what, it, what is emotion? <laughs> Will you tell I mean, me? Like- I mean, this is, uh, this is, you know, these sort of, uh, it was an interesting exercise because it sort of forces you into saying, well, it, you know, does it happen in, in the brain and, or does it happen in the body or does it happen in some sort of flux between the two, you know? Well, with that in mind then, so for instance, you, you, you're listening to, to, to that Glenn Campbell track. How does that make you feel? Well, see, again, then it's like looking at a photograph or something. I mean, the context is, I mean, the photograph is entirely informed by my, my context. So now the song has particular uh, emotional ramifications for me. And I don't know if it did when I was young, but I'm ascribing it that, you know, I mean, we, 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 uh, for a period, we grew up around, I was around, uh, six years of age and we were in, uh, Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada, which is right near the frost line. And, uh, it was, it was known as sort of the ground zero the, the, of, uh, the, uh, tar sands movement. Um, you know, this, uh, 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 gross infraction against the natural world that, uh, is still taking place in, in Canada. Uh, and, uh, uh, we were living up there. My dad was working there and, uh, we were caught in a, in a, in a snowstorm and we had this GMC Jimmy, this, this lime green GMC Jimmy. And, and we pulled under this, uh, 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 overpass and, uh, because we couldn't, there was no visibility. And we just sat there in the car, the, the four of us, me, my sister, and my mom and dad. And, uh, we had an eight track, uh, recorder. That's how old I am. A hundred, 105 years old. And we, uh, uh, have had this eight track recorder and that, and the, in the, uh, by the time I get to Phoenix, the record, uh, by, uh, Glenn Campbell was, 
in there and uh, and it was playing and we just sat there quietly waiting for the storm to pass listening to to to, to that track and so uh it's uh yeah it's uh talk talk about a contradiction uh, it's the song's all about moving yeah 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 <laughs> he's uh it's a beautiful beautiful song though yeah yeah tell me yeah. about um xtc well, I grew up in uh, in Catholic, like a very antiquated uh, diocese of Philadelphia Catholic school and Catholic uh, grade school, middle school and high school. And uh, um, uh, uh, I uh, it was uh, uh, one of the first full length records that, I, uh, you know, after when 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 I was, uh, you know, in my in my my sort of slightly, uh, very slightly more informed teenage years that I I, I had bought on uh, on on cd was uh 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 english settlement uh but uh that's you know uh, and then but prior to that i had i'd heard from my sister uh the uh um uh skylarking which dear god is on if i remember correctly mm-hmm. and uh uh it's sort of uh again it's one of these kind of uh deceptively uh uh you know uh, uh gentle tirades um uh uh, that uh, you know resonated me for, with me for all the apparent reasons that you know helped uh, 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 you know uh, lubricate the devil's treadmill that sent me into atheism. <laughs> Tell me, uh, uh, and yeah, <laughs> go on. Sorry, what were you going to say, Rick? Well, years later, when I was working in a, at a, a coffee shop on uh, St. Mark's uh, Street in, in, in uh, New York City, uh, 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 Andy Partridge came in. Oh, really? And, uh, and I was beside myself because he was a, a childhood hero of mine. Yeah. And uh, he was standing there, and I was did both the register and the and I was the barista with the coffees. And uh, so he hands me a bill, uh, and typically then it's followed by cash uh, or a card. And uh, he just stands there and I tell him, I, I, I look at the bill and I tell him how much. And he stands there looking at me and I tell him how much again. And he goes, I'm, I'm now, now I'll do the, 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 uh, the you know, uh, the problematic English accent, of course. Go for it. Uh, but, you know, he says, uh, you know, uh, he goes, I'm waiting for my sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, then a nice young lady uh, comes up and uh, pays for him. And uh, that was that was it. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. I'm going to stay in the formative years for the next track, and I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school, please. Oh, so that would... Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The uh, uh, Love Vigilantes by New Order. Mm. Um, uh, 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 again, sort of like, uh, uh, I mean, this is, this is the first record that I ever heard. And uh, I mean, I guess it was 85, so I must have been... Uh, uh, like, uh, 14. And, uh, uh, it, it didn't make sense in the way that music made sense to me. Not so much the, 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 the actual music, but the vocal delivery, Bernard Sumner's vocal delivery was, was flat and off and sort of like, uh, gloriously kind of uninspired in a way that I was unfamiliar with as a, as a young kid growing up on, my parents, Glenn Campbell and Perry Como and uh, this sort of thing. And, uh, you know, and then the police and the minute work and these sort of uh, it, it, it sort of, uh, I just became fixated with it because it was sort of, it was, it felt off to me. Now I can barely hear that, you know, to me, it's like in, in, in my, my advanced age, but uh, it was, it was uh, yeah, it was just uh, insistently sort of, uh, 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 conversational in a way that I was also unfamiliar with. Uh, um, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, the cadences of the verses and he rushes the end of every verse. It's sort of like pack packing in the words. And, uh, um, uh, but I, I had a, uh, uh, like a, a small Sony Walkman with one of the early sort of, uh, earbuds, double earbud piece, as opposed to the, 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 the metal headphone, yeah. uh, uh connectivity uh and i uh and going to the school that my the school that i was going to was uh, visitation blessed virgin mary and uh we, uh i was i uh, that i i play that that uh cassette on my uh on on the walkman insistently and incessantly and i had we had to wear a uniform and i had this uh um, a blazer and i was i i just felt like uh the smartest you know kid in the world i I snipped off one of the the earbuds and, and, and turned it into a mono sort of you know single uh, single earbud and I took took the Walkman and put it inside of the the uh, pocket in my blazer and, and ran the line down my my uh, the arm of my my blazer and sat there in these in these tedious theology classes with Sister Anastasia uh, talking about uh, you know Jesus moving through miraculously moving through the abdomen of of, of his mother. <laughs> Uh, trying to explain the virgin birth and but i am uh you know i put my head on my hand with the earbud in it and i'm uh, uh unbeknownst to anybody in the class just listening to uh, uh to 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 new order and i felt like a devilish fiend and it was glorious <laughs> are you still a big new order fan uh, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I yeah, they're dear dear to me. I mean, you know, movements one of my favorite yeah. records and um, uh, but, uh, you know, I haven't listened to them, you know, you go through these periods and they're instrumental to you. And, but, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, and I don't really, you know, I'm one of those terrible people that maybe should stick with artists longer than I, I, I do, but, you know, you move through, uh, you know, friends and lovers and, and bands and, you know, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I did catch them live um, a couple of months ago in London and uh, and it was pure nostalgia and it was beautiful and yeah yeah i saw him live in 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 uh, new york like 10 years ago and it was a very similar yeah. similar thing it yeah. was yeah yeah there's hooky's not there anymore though like which is always a bit strange that's right kind of like but he goes see. off and he does he does all the records on his own yeah i've seen him do unknown pleasures and it's 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 yeah it's all right uh, Who's uh, I, I swear that he's singing on like half of those uh, movement songs. Is that not the case? Uh, or was uh, was Bernard going through a uh, like a Bob Dylan uh, uh, um, uh, Nashville skyline kind of like nose cold or something on that first record? <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure. I thought it was Bernard, but uh, I, I may be it wrong. Barely sounds like him. You know, yeah. it's like a. I, I, yeah, I think. What do you call him? Hooky. Yeah. <laughs> Does he go by that, or is that? Yeah, what he's, he's, call him, he's just called Hooky. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Hooky. Yeah, I never did that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think Hooky's. You know, yeah, there's a few of his peeps on there. I, I'm probably wrong. Yeah. Okay. I hope I am. I'm going to take you back. Uh, last one in those sort of really formative years. Please tell me the uh, the, the record, the first record you bought from a record store. Um, oh, this must have been uh, 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 Billy Joel uh, songs from the attic. Is that what I wrote? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, and uh, and so again, uh, the first single was uh, inaccessible to me, so I, uh, I I went ahead and said that, and then I picked uh, "Say Goodbye to Hollywood" out of there, you know, uh, pretending that. Uh, you know, that was my, my, my objective in the buy, but, uh, it was, that was, that was my, 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 my favorite song as a, uh, a, a 11 year old, 10 year old, uh, yeah. uh, child, um, uh, only to, to discover, uh, as, as happened to me over and over again, that, you know, it's just a, 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 a beautiful, uh, riff on uh, rip off of, uh, the Ronettes, uh, uh, be my baby. Which I would say is the greatest record ever made. What's that? I think that's the greatest song oh, ever recorded. Oh, yes. I mean, my God. Yeah, yeah. But when I first heard that and, mm. you know, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, other Spectre stuff, and I mean, you're sort of like, what? What? It's ridiculous. <laughs> because I, I thought Billy Joel was a genius. And you know what? I still kind of do. Yeah. Uh, a popular genius. I mean, I, lo- I love him. Uh, but... Uh, and that's funny because this other there's a, 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 another song from that era that I heard and thought Neil Diamond was a genius because in this uh, like 1972 record that my parents had uh, called The Love Songs, he does Suzanne by Leonard Cohen. Oh. And I just kept listening to it over and over again. And I'm like, oh, my God. Neil Diamond is a poet. Mm. And, uh, you know, he, he was, is, was. Is. Is. He's still with us. Yeah, I think he's quite poorly, but uh, he's really. He's, he's, now you're making me question that. <laughs> Neil Diamond's still alive. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. He's still alive. He was touring with Hooky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about how important the record store was for you growing up. How what in the record store? How important was it for you a record store? Was that something oh, you'd hang um, out in? 
Not really. No, I didn't do a lot of hanging out. I was ushered from, uh, uh, I, I kind of grew up in an uh, ice rink, in a figure skating rink. I was a, 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 a competitive figure skater from, uh, well, I started skating at age eight in Canada, found myself come to consciousness on the on the rink and skated all the way until I was 19 and turned professional and taught for a few years and then became a dishwasher. Uh, uh, but uh, so I didn't really, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of I, I, I was very busy, you know, I went to school and then I went to the ice rink every day, six days a week. And uh, we spent Sundays at church. So, <laughs> was you a- um, but, the, but it, as far as like, you know, I, I would, when I would get in a mall, it was where I wanted to go, you know, yeah. uh, that in the, uh, 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 there was always a little sort of like, uh, uh, cubicle in the mall that sold like posters that you, you, you rifle through and there's, a. Uh, you know, a, a, a subway boys don't cry poster or, a, or, you know, a, a love will tear us apart or something. And I just, you know, gobbled up those, those places too. But yeah. they, you know, the, the, the record stores in, in the malls in America in the eighties were kind of crap, you know, the, uh, and it wasn't until I was, I could drive really that I, that I managed to be able to, you know, get downtown and we grew up in, in the suburbs and, uh, uh, and, you know, go to these independent record stores that was just a total title change. Yeah. Uh, it was just, and then, then, I, then I became obsessive and, and, you know, what, what uh, it, it was very important. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me uh, for track five, a song that soundtrack your years going to clubs. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, I didn't ever really go to clubs mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, so this this period, it seemed most apt for me to to talk about my kind of in in my uh, so it's typically in in uh, you're talking about between eighteen and thirty or something. Yeah, Is I guess so. Window? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for for me, I mean, I would say uh, those years were kind of marked by uh, besides playing music, uh, just being sort of. Uh, uh, alone a lot and, uh, and, and, and then congregating with folks who were, or who were t- typically alone also. And, uh, and, uh, listening to a lot of very, uh, uh, just sort of quiet, flat, depressing, uh, music folk and otherwise. But, uh, so I chose, uh, um, hospital by modern lovers, which is yeah. still one of my favorite songs of all time. It has a bit of, uh, uh, everything in it and uh yeah uh, jonathan richmond is a is a just a a, a a joyful uh uh human yeah or so it seems just before um we move on to track six i just want to know what was i'm intrigued to know about how much of a creative kid you was uh and was that something that was encouraged when you was at school um, no, I sort of, there was like a little, there was like some sort of problematically, uh, kind of, uh, elite little art club in my, in my Catholic high school that I was able to, because I was a, de- a decent drawer and sort of, you know, I, 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 uh, that's sort of what I did was just doodle and draw all the time. And, um, uh, so I got into that, but there were only like five kids in it or something. And, uh, it was so that was inspiring to me, but it wasn't, you know, my, my, uh, uh, you know, my, my 
my parents always sort of, uh, they, 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 my mom had me when she was 43 and, and they came from like a different generation, you know, and that was, there was sort of a practical component to uh, entertainment and music. And, you know, it was sort of, it was there, but it wasn't, uh, you know, essential. It wasn't a matter of, you know, like life and death and culture sort of was, uh, you know, the sort of the dressing on things that could, you know, move any which way and was sort of disposable to some degree. So um, I kind of sought refuge in, uh, you know, books and music kind of like privately. And uh, um, uh, yeah, so did it, that. did it seem like it could be a possibility that you could have a career in some of those things that you just mentioned there? Uh, I mean, I wanted to ever since I was, you know, uh, 16 or something or, you know, I, it was a, 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 a uh, uh, yeah, it, it just sort of, sort of kept gnawing at me. And, uh, but, uh, it seemed sort of, uh, uh you know, un, uh, uh, un, unlikely to some degree. And I, I made a, a lot of very ridiculous, uh, 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 you know, films and wrote a lot of ridiculous songs and, uh, you know. And then, uh, you know, throwing yourself into the public eye uh, uh, unadvisably uh, <laughs> enough to get a sense of what uh, what what culture kind of what the web of culture can do to you. Uh, Did you ever like, you know, is, is, is it sort of like an imposter syndrome thing, something you've ever sort of suffered with, like in, in you know, in these in, in them kind of you know, situations like, and, and I mean that with the greatest respect, like, uh, for, for instance, I was, you know, just, just talking to people that find themselves in these crazy environments, making films, making records, and, you know, in a, in, in, in an area that you, you know, you've, you've wanted to succeed in and you've wanted to, you know, pursue as a career, and, and they're both very competitive, you know, cutthroat industries, like, how do you find yourself in, in, you know, in these sort of situations? Are you, you know, I'm not suggesting in any way, shape or form you haven't earned your stripes. Um, but do you ever have that kind of like, oh, wow, like I'm here doing this now. Like this, this feels quite weird. You know, should I be here? Like, do you ever question that? Well, I kind of mistrust all of the, the kind of increasingly, like all of the, the, the machinations of sort of celebrity culture and sort of, you know, uh, uh, just the, the, the kind of imbalanced sort of thrill that it gives you to feel like you're the nuclear center of something. I think it's really like, I mean, and increasingly everybody has a piece of that and it's, I think it's really unhealthy. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 you know, it, I mean, I always think of this as something that is, 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 uh, slightly more culturally uh, exaggerated in the states. This sort of an accelerated and and primary. I'm, I'm probably wrong, but it's sort of it also was the mission statement of the sort of individual kind of like against against the world uh, American credo. Uh, but uh, you know this sort of like accomplishment syndrome yeah. of uh, you know that we need to be every every everything we do needs to move us up in some sort of hierarchy and we need to achieve and we need to accolades and we need you know this is sort of i mean i felt that a lot growing up and so you know you're always kind of on check against that but then you do get that thrill but then it's like of course there's a that dead moment after you know and uh it, it that says everything that sort of punctuation of of, of absolute irrelevance that is uh, uh, really the, 
the hand of God. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take you home for track six, and I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me a favorite song from an artist from your home county, please. Oh, yeah. So I think I gave you two for this, didn't I also? Oh, I don't have it in front of me. I haven't got it. did I? Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, I think I said, um, uh, uh, I'll be home for Christmas by Judy Garland. Is that, is that what I gave you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's... Uh, um, uh, that 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 performance is uh, just so heartbreaking and you know emotionally over the course of my life and my 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 intersecting with my parents tastes and uh uh you know the idea of of uh of 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 the sadness of and melancholy of 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 home of being home and returning home and and leaving home and sort of uh there's something that has always been sort of slightly off about that, I, that, that place, but it's also just full of, 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 of everything, you know? Yeah. And so that song sort of captures all, all of that to me. It's like. The I've lost, um, uh, I lost your audio for a sec there. Oh, uh, did you? It's okay. You're, it's, you're back. Is it still going? Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this, uh, this, uh, this idea of uh, conflicted, misleading nostalgia, um, and uh, this this idea of of, uh, of muddling through. I love that line. Um, we'll have to muddle through till then. Uh, muddling just seems like the greatest uh, preoccupation. <laughs> it's a lovely. You, you can. I think you can just hear sort of sadness in the fragility of of her voice as well i think it just yeah it hurts a little judy garland's voice it's a beautiful thing but it just feels, yeah 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 sorrow just emanates from it i think yeah yeah what a what a heavy life she ended up having uh, too crazy crazy yeah last track i'm gonna ask you please to be uh uh, uh, uh it's your chance to be a tastemaker and, and turn someone onto something new so I'm, I'm gonna ask you please to tell me a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear please uh so i think that this uh um uh, uh is uh bj thomas's uh uh some oh my goodness uh you're uh, I can't remember the name of the song because it's not in front of me and you're, and you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> so, so, okay. I'll, so, I'll see if I can pull it up. Uh, we can ask that again. Oh, okay. So, so the, the full title is, Hey, won't you play another somebody done uh, somebody wrong song, uh, by, uh, by BJ Thomas, um, uh, which, uh, also has a great intro, but is, uh, uh, yeah, says everything about, uh, uh, all of the defenses uh, for for listening to to uh, depressing uh, uh, sad songs are all are all in that. That's the guidebook, uh, the survival the survival guide for the for the mel the melancholic. How did you discover it? Uh, again, you know that was one of the eight track uh, uh, my parents' eight track cassettes that yeah. Uh, um, yeah kicked around yeah. Uh, the, the old house. Rick, we put together a, a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast um, with all of the tracks that you've chosen today and obviously some of uh, your music as well will be on there. Um, as we sort of find 2022 being a, a far more 
connected and back to a sort of sense of normality than what it was, you know, in the previous few years. Um, what are you looking forward to from the rest of this year, personally? And what's going to be happening professionally? Uh, well, we have our, our the Linear's new record, uh, Sides, comes out uh, September 2nd. Um, so, uh, and then, so there's some, you know, it, inevitable promotion and, uh, also, uh, some shows and that sort of thing. So that's exciting. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to try to get in some more swimming because it is a, it is a, it is a great joy. And it's very funny because I just sent somebody a text, uh, saying my favorite song of all time. Uh, and it was Loudon Wainwright, the third's uh, swimming song. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard that. Have. It is a joy. <laughs> are we talking swimming in the pool swimming in the river swimming in the sea what are we talking uh well out out in out in the mountains in this place we go to in western virginia there are these sort of thermal springs and there's a 74 oh, degree year round uh, uh uh thermal spring out there that's uh, gushing like thousands of gallons of water and it's uh it's full of watercress and and uh you know uh uh it's beneficial algaes, but yeah. it's a it's a joy. So try to get back in that in that oh, pool. Beautiful man, that's 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 my real kind of where I live. We don't really have access to to water that's clean enough to sort of swim in, um, but we try to get to Scotland. I make little documentaries about wild swimming in the in the lakes of Scotland and stuff like that. Oh, it's one of God, my, I love my, Scotland. Oh yeah. man, it's just different level, beautiful, and yeah, there's there's no better feeling than than, than jumping in a lake or a river. It's uh, that's got to be good for the soul, surely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ricky, if people want to keep up to speed with tour dates and such and, and release schedules and that, where's the best place to, to find out about everything that you've got coming up? Uh, you know, it's uh, we, we, there's a linear uh, Instagram and there's a Western Vinyl is our, our label and they have a website and feeds too and that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, so... We'll add that to the show notes for this episode. Rick, it's been really lovely talking records with you. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Rick. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Recording stopped. Oh, thanks, mate. I really appreciate your time. Oh, sure, yeah. (laughs) No worries. You don't edit those at all, do you? No, I try not to, no. Oh, uh, yeah, because I really was fussing around on that because my phone had gone dead and I was like, I got to be reading this stuff. And suddenly that title, which is a like a just a jumble of words, <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I just went blank. And I'm like, I know the song so well. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I can I can tidy that bit up. That's fine. It's not. Yeah, maybe just a, t- just a touch. No worries. <laughs> no worries. Well, look, have a lovely day. And it's been a real, right. real pleasure chatting to you. Take care. Thanks, mate. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. There you have it. Thank you very much for listening. Huge thanks to Rick. Um, Yeah, lovely, lovely chat. Thanks to Amanda for helping facilitate that chat. Uh, Go check out um, Rick's work, both films and music. Loads to get lost in there. Um, Go check out his playlist over on the Off the Beaten Track uh, Spotify um, account. Loads more stuff coming your way. Got some amazing um, episodes that have been recorded and edited and are coming your way soon. So the best thing to do to make sure you don't miss any of them is subscribe. I'll be back next time. In the meantime, um, just be lovely to each other and I'll see you soon. Love ya. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. 
Stu with him. Eat him. 